Hi, and welcome to Creating a Life You Love with Adriana. Today I want to do something a little bit differently. I'm going to have a guest on here, my best friend, Allie, and she has been there for me through the toughest moments, through the best times in life, um, and truly we have had such a godly friendship, um, always bringing me closer to Christ, and I'm so thankful for that. Um, recently, we've had a conversation that has been about how the Lord has been working in both of our lives, and I thought it would be really interesting to hear her perspective of how um, she has navigated her faith while being in college and how she's grown stronger to God while being in a season of trials. So I just wanted to bring you into what our conversations have been looking like and hopefully that can be of encouragement to you in whatever period and time of life you're in right now. So let's get into it. So this is Allie. Hi everyone. And like I said, we've been friends for, has it been eight years? Probably. Yeah. So I think it's been about eight years and Allie has been there for me through the ups and the downs. Um, and so we kind of want to talk about those and our journeys, uh, specifically your encounter with God the past two months. Um, but yeah, why don't we start off, you give us like a little idea of how your childhood went, like finding God, um, yeah, like what that looked like for you. Yeah, so I didn't have some 180 moment in my childhood. I was raised in a very Christian home, parents who I'm very grateful for, showed me the love of God. And it really wasn't until my junior year of high school, though, that I kind of started reading the Bible for myself just because I was going through a lot of anxiety then and um, college decisions and health mm -hmm. problems. So really started my journey there, I think. And, um, you know, was really on fire at that point and then went to college and somewhere in between there and just a few months ago, um, my faith became more of a, you know, I do this because I know God wants me to do it or like it's my responsibility. I read my Bible because I know it's going to do this for me or this is what God wants for me. And it wasn't, it lost that really personal relationship that I had or I felt when I just started reading my Bible mm -hmm. in junior year. Mm -hmm. So I forget what we were talking yeah. about. So I know you said, yeah, the past two months have been like that change. So what happened in your life to like make that shift from like, oh, I just read my Bible, I just do this to, wow, I'm like so thankful to, to the Lord, like I'm so on fire for him. Um, and like I have this new found joy and joy of life in him. Yeah. So in the last few months, um, it started in a really weird way, but I was feeling this disconnect from God and I didn't really know why. I was reading my Bible I think pretty much every morning, but again, it was more so just like a, I was reading because I felt like I needed to read it. Mm -hmm. um, and 
I was praying that, you know, God show me what this disconnect was. And I was in a conversation with one of my friends who I don't talk to that often, but strangely, he asked me, what are, what are some of my vices? And when I think of vices, I think of, you know, hard drugs and alcohol. <laughs> and so I was like pretty taken back by the question because yeah. I'm not, I was raised in a Christian household. I was pretty obedient my whole life. Like, yeah. Allie was good. <laughs> I was like, what did I yeah. say? So I'm yeah. making up these small things. And I was like, it just felt so pathetic because uh, he had just opened up to me about something he was dealing with. And so I walked away from that conversation and I just prayed, God, if there's something, some sort of big sin in my life that I'm not seeing, it's some sort of glaring thing, please reveal that to me. And yeah. prayed that prayer as I was walking back from class and kind of forgot about it. Fast forward two weeks later, I'm in this really strange state and I don't know why. I'm starting to get these anxiety attacks. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm starting to feel like there's a brick wall between me and God. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm trying to pursue God, I'm mm-hmm. um, reading my Bible and doing all these things. and um. I was just so confused and, and it actually ended up even getting to the point where I was battling thoughts of depression, mm-hmm. like really questioning a lot of things that I'd never questioned before in my life. Mm-hmm. I haven't dealt with that before. Um, I'm typically a very joyful person. Mm-hmm. And so it was really scary for me to even enter into that realm. And I remember I opened up to my roommate about it, which mm-hmm. My roommate, I, uh, we have mm, just not conversations about (laughs) our faith very often. Uh, We're really great friends, great roommates, but we don't really dive into that. And I was sitting on my couch one time and I opened up to her about the anxiety I was going through and she was just, um, kind of talking to me about it. And Mm -hmm. so then the next day I, she came back and I was sitting on a chair in our living room and she looked at me and she goes, Ali, it looks like you've just been through World War III. And I was like, yes, I feel like I've just been run over by a truck and there's nothing to make me feel this way. Yeah. Like nothing was going very badly in my life. It was just, I started feeling terrible all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. So came home was just really depressed. And um a few probably a week before this, my roommate and I figured out we were reading the same book. It's called Captivating. Yeah. Super good book by Stacy Eldridge. Eldridge. Yeah. Yeah, it was just a really cool thing. Anyway, sitting in this chair and I don't know what's going on. And she is starts um just speaking all these great things over me and um things she had read in the book Mm -hmm. um and really profound profound things that were like hitting hitting my heart and I really felt like the Holy Spirit was speaking through her and all I was doing was just sitting back in my chair like (laughs) with my blanket all tucked up and I was like oh my gosh um so she's saying all these things to me 
about why I might be feeling this way. And then mm-hmm. she reads a part in the book and I'm not, oh, you know what? It was this part. It was a part where it talked about sometimes if you make something in your life mm-hmm. an idol, you, you're putting it before yes. God, God will make you not enjoy that thing anymore. So true. Like he wants you to rely on him fully and bring mm-hmm. bring you closer to him. Mm-hmm. And so if you're putting something above him, he's not going to bless that. Mm-hmm. And it hit me when she said that like a ton of bricks. Like oh. it was so glaring in my life that I mm-hmm. was shocked I'd never seen it before. And I realized that I was just making my work an idol. Mm-hmm. And I love my work. I am a very diligent person. I take yeah. pleasure in doing Just my architecture. Yeah, top-notch <laughs> student. Like, you should see her work. It's really good. Thank you. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, I just enjoy doing it and I feel like that's mm-hmm. somewhere God called me to be. Mm-hmm. I think that's a gift from God that I have a really strong work ethic. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking about it afterward and you know, how the devil can, the devil sees things that are special in you. Mm-hmm. And just as much as God wants to bring that part of you up and mm-hmm. use that for his glory, the devil wants to take it and yeah. tear it down. Um, yeah. And I, yeah, after I saw that, after the conversation, she left, my roommate left to go somewhere. And I just prayed, crying repentance mm-hmm over this you know was reading my bible just crying out to god being like i'm so sorry Mm. i i don't know how i didn't see this before thank you for revealing it to me Mm -hmm. all these things and i cried for probably two hours (laughs) (laughs) went to bed and woke up the next morning feeling like a new person it's crazy i all burden was lifted off my chest. Wow. All, anything that, that was happening in my life with projects or anything just didn't seem yeah. like that big of a deal anymore. My it was just gosh. like, well, I'm with God. And yeah. My relationship with God is great now and mm. I feel loved by him. And yeah. it was a drastic shift in that just 24, not even 24 hours, in that night period. Mm. Um, and that's how you really know it's from God. Yeah. <laughs> Because, like, nothing that we try to manufacture, like, no healing just happens that quickly. Yeah. Like, it's just crazy. And, like, I just had this moment the other day where that happened to me, and maybe I'll touch on that later, but it's, like, the healing from God is, like, no other. Um, and it's just so amazing, like, what you were saying about idols. So in the last, I think it was two podcast episodes before this, I was talking about how I made my body an idol. And so we were kind of dealing with, like, similar but different, like, things happening in our life very different but like similar still Mm -hmm. um and so like I was making certain things an idol and I had prayed a prayer lord like strip anything away that isn't from you that's like making me rely on you know that thing or that person more than you and then I kind of forgot I prayed that prayer just like you forgot like you prayed you know lord like if I'm placing anything before you all that yeah and then you know what the lord do well made it happen and uh really had us both relying on him and yeah I think that's just it's been so amazing so what has like been a difference now from like you know how you 
used to you know, make your work an idol what has changed now to where you're not doing that like I know like the healing but like what things have you done to where um you're making sure you're keeping God first so it's mainly just my heart changing for God like mm-hmm. I woke up the next morning still having to do everything um everything that I was doing the day before having mm-hmm. to spend long hours in work Mm. like seeking him above all things knowing that Mm. this work is for his glory it's Mm -hmm. not for my glory or um anything that i'm doing this Mm -hmm. it's only for him and if he were to strip that away from me in some you know he didn't call me to Mm. that anymore even though i do enjoy it or something happened where i couldn't do that Mm. i know that i would still have him and that would be the center of my life yeah now that he he is my my rock my Mm -hmm. everything and it made me like I said I was reading my bible and stuff Mm -hmm. in the mornings um before classes or at night but Mm -hmm. it put me on a path where I just craved yes reading the bible it wasn't like oh I need to read Mm -hmm. one or two chapters and then I Mm -hmm. need to get along with my day mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. it's I want to be here yes. I want to see what you are trying to reveal mm-hmm. to me and it's been so much more exciting and emotional mm-hmm. and uh just uh interesting journey yeah. reading my bible mm-hmm. and seeing the way God is revealing things to me in that mm-hmm. and uh working through my life and it's, it is something I still have to remind myself to do, you know, mm-hmm. putting him first, praying before right. I go to the gym, yes, reading my Bible yeah. before I go to the gym or mm-hmm. going to class, waking up a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. doing these things. But since putting God first, it's that I want to do it. Yeah. Like my heart craves right. it. And when I don't do it, I mm. feel just lost yeah. that day. Yeah. And I think, like, that's what's been happening in my life, too. It's, like, you can read your Bible, wake up, and, like, know. You're, like, yes, I have to read a chapter in my Bible. Like, I have to become closer to God. But it's another thing to, like, go through such a painful time to where it pushes you so close to God where, like, you wake up in the morning. And, like, I literally am so excited to read my Bible in the morning. I'm, like, I go to sleep at night. And I'm, like, I can't wait to wake up in the morning and read my Bible. Like, go to sleep praying. Like, it's just that deep desire that makes life just so much more fulfilling. And if you're on the other side of this to where like, you know, maybe you haven't made reading your Bible like a consistent thing, maybe you're wondering like, okay, like how, how is this even possible? It's like possible through the Lord alone. Like you cannot manufacture this, like, oh, I have to do this. All you have to do is ask for the Lord to like reveal the things that maybe you are putting before him, you know, like we both had talked about um, and then really taking action on that um, because, you know, if you would have heard that revelation um you know of your roommate like telling you this and not acted on it and not like prayed what good is that going to do like the lord can reveal this knowledge to you but we have to take action um and choose to do what he is saying and to obey him yeah yeah and i think it's also um on top of it being a personal relationship through even reading your bible it becomes so much more of a personal relationship just in the day-to-day life Mm -hmm. 
like I'm walking somewhere and I just hear God's voice Mm -hmm. very clearly in my, in my head or see God working in my life. Mm -hmm. So clearly like I've never seen before revealing things to me that I only thought people way out somewhere (laughs) could have a relationship with God like that. Yeah. Like in the wilderness, not around all this social media. (laughs) Yeah. Their whole life is dedicated dedicated to that. I mean, I'm an architecture student in Miami. Like (laughs) I didn't think I didn't think that I was that special maybe or that that was gonna be my calling ever. But it's through the Holy Spirit that God will work through you and he wants yes, to use his yeah. children. He wants to bring us closer to him mm-hmm. and um, make our lives an adventure with him. And it's mm-hmm. become so much more of an adventure in my life, seeing the crazy ways that he works and has worked in my life, has revealed mm-hmm. things to me, has worked through um, through me um, to other people. Mm-hmm. Just, just a journey. It's been. Yeah. Yeah. And it comes from like obeying him because so I remember, you know, at the beginning when you first went to college, like it's not easy to make friends, especially if you are strong in your faith. Um, You know, you have these higher standards set for yourself and you don't want to cave and, you know, do under do something under peer pressure, Um, but it can be really like difficult. So what are some of the things that like you did differently so that you wouldn't put yourself in like situations where like you could be tempted or situations to like, you know, stray off the path of the righteous, basically. So it definitely was not an easy path going down to Miami. Mm -hmm. I knew when I was going to that school that it was going to be difficult for me because I know the Mm -hmm. culture in Miami, Mm -hmm. um, um, on top of it being college, Miami college. Yeah, it doesn't. It's not what a lot of people, yeah. people who I was friends with, mm-hmm. who maybe were trying to walk in their faith, were going to colleges where there was a clearer avenue for mm-hmm. a Christian. And then me deciding <laughs> to go, yes. feeling like God was calling me to go yeah. down to Miami. And so I go down there and I'm thinking, trying to convince myself that if there's me down here, Mm -hmm. there's, I'm going to come across other Christians Mm -hmm. and then we're just going to be best friends and it's going to work out. And an amazing thing that happened with my roommate that she was a random roommate and she's still my roommate now, the one who I was referring to, Mm -hmm. uh, completely random. And she ended up being this really sweet girl, Catholic, great family. And I was able to have some comfort in that going down there. But I did not know that until I got there at all. Yeah. But regardless of that, I, when you go to college, the whole, at least in Miami, the whole premise of making friends is you go out together. Mm-hmm. There's really, I mean, you meet each other once, you maybe hang out, and then the weekend comes, yeah. and it's like, okay, so we're, where are you going out? Can we go out together? Mm-hmm. I'm inviting you out. And it's really difficult to 
have to say no to that mm-hmm. because you know that you're not you're not going to be in that friend group. You're not going to mm-hmm. have those friends, or at least as close as you would if you mm-hmm. did go to the party mm-hmm. or did go to the club in mm-hmm. Miami. But I was just talking to Adriana about this, um, how in First Corinthians it talks about don't let yourself be fooled. Um, good what is it good, good company or bad company, bad company corrupts, corrupts good, good morals or good, good, character. good character you can lie to yourself and tell yourself that you can go hang out with those people who are not walking on the path that god is calling you and you can tell yourself that yeah you won't you can keep your own christian values and you can walk in this way and that you can they can just do their thing and you don't have to get sloppy drunk with them but that's just not what the bible says that is going to happen you are going to be influenced by those friends whether you like it or not i mean think of the times you're around a few people too much and they say a word specifically and Mm -hmm. you then realize you're start starting to say that word in the way they're saying it and not even a way you would want to say it. it just happens and that's just how it is with all things it, it just happens and you don't realize it's happening but it does and that's why uh, the bible says not to give the devil a foothold because he's looking for a way that he can get in and if you're giving him that avenue hanging out with the people who are trying to convince you to do bad things um it's it's a perfect avenue (laughs) yeah and I dealt with that a lot especially my first semester in college my roommates would come up against me all three of them and convince try and convince me convince me to go out and I knew going in that I was not going to go out so I think that's what saved me a lot in my mind that that I had that strong I'm not going out because I know that could lead to temptation for me right whether that's whatever that is while we are out or that's just a friend group that I get stuck in and then I realize at one point I don't want to be around these people they're making me feel bad they're draining my soul they gossip about people they Mm -hmm. make me do things that I didn't want to do and it's a lot harder to get out of a friendship than it is to avoid a friendship that's so true it's really hard and then you have enemies yeah whereas the initial if you just had some discernment and knew not to maybe pursue a friendship with those people um it's no hard feelings it's yeah it's oh i had a i had something that night i didn't do that and they get the picture eventually it's right and i still a lot of people who tried to convince me to go out in freshman year, I'm still on good terms with. Like, we still talk, and they're still in my classes, and I'm still fine seeing them on campus. And we have good conversation. We're just not best friends. Yeah. And I know I couldn't be best friends with them because they're not going to lift me up and call me to a standard that God wants me to live my life in. Yeah. And I was, I was just looking um, in Proverbs. I know it says, if you spend time with fools you will become a fool i was trying to look for it in proverbs 17 but it's not in there so 
Not sure where it is, but it's somewhere in there. Um, you need to memorize that. But um, I used to think like, oh, spending time with these people, like I'm strong enough to withstand that. And while we are called many times as believers to speak to those who do not believe, we also cannot let ourselves get so wrapped up into that to where it's our only friend group. You know, like I have you and this amazing godly friendship and, you know, some of my other friends as well. Um, And so maybe, you know, spending some time with people who are not strong, as strong as believers, that is okay. Um, And so that's like an excuse I used to give a a while back of just, yeah, like I can withstand this. But the devil wants us to think that we can handle it on our own. Mm -hmm. He wants us to think that we can go out to the club you know, multiple times a week and not have anything to drink. He wants us to believe that, that we can go there and not get drunk and not act like a fool, right? But maybe you can, maybe you can. And really, yeah, but still. Support the people. Right, supporting the people and surrounding yourself with that. Like, even if you say like, okay, I'm not going to drink. And maybe you don't, maybe you don't do that. Maybe you're just like having fun, dancing, whatever it is. You're still putting yourself in that environment um, more often than not and you know, bad company corrupts good character. But it's definitely not easy because there are going to be times where you do feel lonely. Um, and, you know, you would come home quite often and, like, yeah. not want to to be in that environment because it's hard feeling lonely. But now being obedient to God, you can see the fruit of that suffering, even though it was, like, very lonely. Now, you know, you're getting out of that. And um, we'll share about what, God placed on your heart um, as far as in hopes of finding like Christian friends? Yeah. So at the beginning of this year, as in January, mm-hmm. I was praying about my year and I felt like God put it on my heart to start a Bible study at school. And mind you, I had looked for a Bible study at school many times and looked for community, Christian mm-hmm. community, and I just could not find anything. I would try to go to things and it would just backfire and be something that was completely not aligned with the Bible, just not anything I wanted to deal with. And I feel like God placed it on my heart to start a Bible study. And I just did not want to do that at all. I didn't know any Christians except one boy who was in one of my classes Mm -hmm. um, or any yeah, any Christians who were like pursuing their faith. Right. And I I didn't want to start a Bible study when I didn't know anybody. And I also mm-hmm. just my the place that I was living in did not have a proper setup for a yeah. Bible study. Small little dorm. A small little place. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't want I just didn't know where to start with it. Mm-hmm. And so I avoided that calling for all of that semester, that mm-hmm. spring semester. Mm-hmm. And it would always come up in my heart that I was supposed to be doing that. And I just mm-hmm. ran away from it. Yeah. And I would make steps to do it. I remember I created a flyer, all these things, but I never actually did it. Yeah. And I remember somebody said the other day that um, a – what is it like awaiting in obedience to God is is disobedience yeah delayed obedience delayed. is disobedience yes. yeah and he'll still we were learning about this actually in church um who was it was it Peter on the the water 
I think it was okay. Well, don't don't quote us on this, but basically, yeah, like God can still bless you. Oh, it was the fish. It was the fish. It was when God, oh, yeah. when Jesus said to um the, the disciples, cast out your nets, and then they only cast out. I think it was Peter. He only cast out one net. Like that was like a disobedience. But God still blessed him, but not to the fullest that could have been if he would have completely obeyed God. So that's like another thing. Like you can still be blessed and still be like, oh, wow, the Lord blessed me. But imagine the blessings you could have received if you would have fully obeyed. Yeah, so sure. that was it. Yes. Um, so the summer goes and I'm just, I know I have to start it this fall. Mm-hmm. And so it goes like halfway through the fall and I finally started. And I, one girl showed up to my Bible study. I thought nobody was going to show up. Yeah. But one girl shows up and we end up having this really great conversation. She stays in my apartment for like probably two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. And we're just talking about life and the Bible. And it was great. And she ended up inviting me to a Bible study, mm-hmm. another Bible study she was a part of on campus. And so I went with her and I didn't know what to expect. I didn't even know this building existed <laughs> that she was leading me to. It looked like it's, it looked like the storage unit for one of the buildings next to it. Oh my god! And I was like, "Where are we?" <laughs> we walk into this this little apartment, and this girl runs it, who's probably I don't know in her mid twenties. She's there with her husband and. It was just a really nice, warm environment and probably around 12 girls a part of it. Mm. And I was still still a little weary of it when I went in, mm. but we ended up just having a great conversation that first mm-hmm. time. I didn't feel judged. I didn't feel – it didn't feel like base level either. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like we were avoiding topics. It was mm-hmm. just – an open conversation with friends if yeah. you like and I felt so loved and such a sense of community in that in that time mm. that afterwards I just cried Aww. I was so thankful for I've never seen that many Christians in one place in Miami <laughs> in my school and the whole time I've been there and so it was just such a blessing and I still don't know what God wants me to do with the Bible study yeah. that I started, but that Bible study that I have also joined mm-hmm. has been a tremendous blessing Yeah, just to feel not lonely mm-hmm. and that there's other girls on this campus mm-hmm. who are trying to pursue their faith. And yes, um, yeah. I also found out that this, that Bible study just had just started that semester. Wow. So it's not like I, yeah was avoid or was God was keeping me in the dark from something. It had just started. I guess right. with this new girl. I think right. it was another person that okay. before. But yeah. Uh yeah, it was really great. And I felt a lot less alone just because mm-hmm. of the sense of community of mm-hmm. being there. But during the time that that was all panning out was also the same time that I was getting a lot closer to God mm-hmm. in the time where God revealed all that stuff yeah. to me. And so that just feeling like God was with me and mm-hmm. 
that he was really living in my heart and I could see so many things that he was doing and Mm -hmm. just feel his joy made me also feel a lot less lonely Mm -hmm. because yeah, I just felt God's presence Mm -hmm. more and I was pursuing him and Mm -hmm. it was, yeah, it was a really cool few months. Yeah. (laughs) It's funny how much we talked about this. We've talked about this a lot. lot. But uh, how much God can do in just a short amount of time. A very short amount of time. Like, if you think that, like, whatever you're dealing with right now, maybe it's friends, situations, or, like, mental health, like, the Lord can heal you. Now, there may be, you know, a period that you're going to go through. It doesn't say that you're not going to go through a painful time. Like, me with my breakup going through a season of suffering, season of loneliness. But I am so thankful for that because it's brought me so much closer to the Lord and brought such joy to my life to where I've never had before. Um, And, like, you know, we both had been reading our Bibles before this crazy (laughs) events happened in our lives. Um, And we had still been, you know, talking about the the Lord together. But now there's just this new desire that couldn't have been brought up any other way except by going through this season of pain. Um, And so, yeah, the Lord really can heal things in an instant. And I just had some major healing happen recently with relationships in my life. Um, And it's something that I cannot do on my own. Like we have to go to the Lord and give all of that to him. Um, you know, just like you giving, you know, giving up this idol of work and making that, you know, an idol in your life. We have to give it to him so that we can feel that peace um, because through him is how we have that everlasting peace, not by manufacturing it ourselves. Um, and another thing about loneliness is, you know, sometimes it may feel like God is like keeping you from all the joy and all the fun Um, Maybe you're like at college, you know, and like, why can't I do this? Why can't I go out there? Um, But what may be happening is, number one, he's protecting you from a lot. Um, And yeah, yeah, from a lot, from a lot of, you know, whatever it may be. And number two, he's helping you strengthen that, that relationship with him, which is really the only thing that matters in life. Because even like having, you know, our friendship and like other friendships, people are going to let you down. Like I'm sure I've let you down and you know, both ways. And so even your strongest of friends, you're still going to have those times where you feel lonely, but with God, you can have that peace and knowing he is always around you, always here. And so it's great to have community, great to have Christian friends. But if you don't have that right now, just keep trusting in the Lord and growing that, that relationship with him. Um, and it's just, it's so powerful. Um, and then another thing I wanted to ask, um, was with like architecture and, you know, the intensity of it and like how, um, I guess difficult (laughs) it is. Um, how do you let the Lord like lead you, um, and not like take control, even though it's something that, you know, you really have to put a lot of work in. Like, how do you just like let him lead you during that time? Like, what are some things that you maybe had to stop, like habits and like some new habits you've had to put in place, whether that's like prayer, reading the Bible, like, what would you say? Yeah, I think, like I said before, prayer in the morning, specifically, you mm-hmm. know, praying and reading your Bible first thing in the morning mm-hmm. is game changing because you read it at night and you think about all the things that you probably should have done that day or, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, I don't know. It's just, it's very different when you do it in the morning and it's just about putting God first, giving God the first fruits. Mm -hmm. That's what he's going to bless. If you're putting him 
second in your day, then you're probably putting them second in other areas of your life. Um, so doing that in the morning, whether, I mean, sometimes I get three hours sleep and I still wake up and yeah. read my Bible. Yeah. If it's during my breakfast while I'm waiting for my mm-hmm. toast to toast. <laughs> your toast to toast. <laughs> that's just how it is. Yeah. But I think God honors that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also having faith that God hears our prayers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I can get into this routine of just praying and mm-hmm. not waiting, just seeing that God's going to do anything, do anything yeah. or hear it. Just yeah. That, again, back to that personal relationship. Right. But just knowing that God always hears our prayers mm-hmm. is really powerful because mm-hmm. it motivates you to pray. Right. The God of the universe, the God who raises people from the dead, the God mm-hmm. who puts life in us every day is hearing what I'm asking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that it's a big deal. Like it's mm-hmm. a bigger deal than anything else in my yeah. day. So that and then also just not getting too stressed out when mm-hmm. things go wrong because again, I know it's not my identity. Mm-hmm. And I also think yeah. about a lot how God causes all things to work together for good. good. Romans 8.28 is coming up all month for me. (laughs) Yeah. And so uh, even if something's going terribly wrong, I really try and focus on, well, maybe Mm -hmm. something's good is going to come out of this. Whether it just be a learning experience for me or maybe I was supposed to leave an hour later from the studio and miss something that would have happened to me walking or mm-hmm. I don't know what it is but trusting yeah. God's plan and just having that joy mm-hmm. that God does have a plan in all things even in the daily mundane, mundane. he's yeah. looking out for you he's sending his angels to guide you and mm-hmm. that's that's been a really cool thing yeah I think definitely like I've I think this past year like I had been reading my bible in the morning and some days I would miss it you know I wasn't like super consistent about it like I would read it at one point during the day but not like giving the lord my first you know hour first however long it is you know um but seeing that shift is just so powerful um and then again like meditating on him before you go to sleep yes. um so you have you know good <laughs> thoughts going to bed and Back to the front. Yeah, yeah, the back of the front. And and during the day too, like calling out to him. And like you were saying, like now you see, like even in like the mundane tasks, like we see God working. Yeah. Um, and even just like I've been so much more like emotional in a good way. Like I would I drive home from work like daily and I look outside and I'm like listening to my worship music and I literally just want to cry. And like the other day, like tears just started coming out my face. I'm like, you are so good, Lord. Like just this is so beautiful and like I can't believe I'm alive right now I can't believe I'm here um and I don't know where you're gonna lead me and you know it's a little bit a little bit frightening (laughs) a little bit frightening at times I have no clue what's gonna happen even tomorrow because like we can have a plan but the Lord ultimately has that that final say in there um and so even like with you know figuring out what we both want to do for our careers and like next year what that is gonna look like just surrendering that to the Lord because it can just put so much stress on ourselves if we're like, oh, I have to do this. I have to do that. It's like, just let the Lord lead you. Just keep working hard, you know, doing what he's calling you to do in this season. And when the time is right, he will open up another door, have you walk through that, you know, you'll be obedient to him. um, And then, you know, you'll be able to see what he has in store for you. 
Yeah, that yeah. reminds me of something else that I've really been focusing on mm-hmm. um, is the verse that says, seek him first and all these things mm-hmm. will be added to you. Mm-hmm. Another back to architecture, dealing with all that is, yeah. you know, sometimes I can get really stressed out about what my career looks like, what my future looks mm-hmm. like, you know, where I'm going for my summer internship, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But knowing that if I'm seeking his will, mm-hmm. praying to him in all things, just trying to be obedient to him, mm-hmm. he's going to add all these things and more to my life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to have my cup runneth over yeah. blessings. And I, that just takes the, all the stress out of, out of everything, uh, all decisions I have to make because mm-hmm. it just makes me think, okay, well, God's going to show me the decision. Yeah. God's going to lead me to that path. Mm-hmm. It's not something that I have to force my way mm-hmm. yeah. into. And yeah. it's it makes life so much easier. It does. Yeah. Hearing God's voice and be like, yeah. okay, so that's what I have to do. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's like, okay, God, like, what are you telling me to do? Like this week for me, I've been like, Lord, what are you telling me? <laughs> what are you telling me to do about like certain decisions I have to make? And I'm like, but here's the thing. I think I have to make them. And that that's actually something I just realized. Like, I think I have to, but maybe it's the Lord telling me, you don't have to. Like when the time is right, I'll tell you. Mm. And something I've been hearing this week is about patience. Love specific, specifically, love is patient. Um, like it says in 1 Corinthians 13. And so this patience just keeps holding its way in, in, my, in my head. And so maybe, you know, you are worrying about a certain decision, life decision you have to make just giving that to the Lord and being like, okay, I think I have to make this, but I know you know when the time is right to make this and you will send that to me. Um, And then you will hear him once you like give that to him. Like, I don't know when the time frame is, but I know you know and you know what's best. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But anything else? (laughs) I'm trying to think of there's anything. (laughs) We talked about, let's see, it was like, Last week we talked, and the week before we talked about this for like two hours, oh, yeah. and we, we were just good yeah, yeah, because it's just so amazing to see what the Lord has been doing in both of our lives. And this is another thing too. So me going through my breakup, and you going through this amazing transformation, like realizing your work is an idol, and has brought us so much closer. Yeah. Like this suffering has brought us so much closer. Yeah. So it's kind of funny. And you were <laughs> telling me the other day, like, you know, like you going through. <laughs> you going through this breakup is more encouraging to me than you in a happy relationship. (laughs) And like, that was good to hear. You know, that was good to hear because a lot of times we can get so caught up in like, why am I suffering? Why is this happening to me? When like, we don't realize how like, it can be encouraging to someone else. Um, Just like the comments I've gotten from you guys just throughout this time um, of like, you know, how I've been able to say something that maybe the Lord is like speaking to you. Um, and yeah, it's just been really cool to see. So just keeping that in mind, if you're going through a season in suffering, it's not yeah. always about us. Yeah. It's not about us. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Through suffering, we're made stronger. Yeah. We are blessed to suffer for the name of Christ, it says. Yeah. And Paul even says, like, it's a privilege. Like, yes. we're going through Philippians now. Is yeah. it Philippians 1, where Paul talks about how it is a privilege to suffer like, you know, Christ suffered. Yeah. Um, and that's just like an interesting concept of like, yes. wait a minute, it's a privilege, yeah. <laughs> but it really is because I feel so much closer to God now mm-hmm. having suffered. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Um, and it's just an amazing thing. It's also something interesting that sometimes when I'm going through suffering, I think about, or at least suffering for his name, mm-hmm. I think about how I must be doing something right because the devil yes. tried to attack me. Yeah. And if I was not doing anything mm-hmm. for the kingdom of God, then I would just be left alone. Right. Right. Sure. Yes. And we're not talking about self-imposed suffering here. No, like, like choosing for the kingdom yeah. in a way mm-hmm. of like, you chose this action because it was holy. Yeah. Like, holy, yes. And you're suffering for it. Mm-hmm. And that kind of suffering. Yeah. Not, not something that happens no. to you. <laughs> to you. No, you not like, yeah. Or like, oh, I'm going to go out with these certain types of friends who are like really not great people, really toxic. And then, you know, something really bad happens to you and you're like, oh, it's the enemy trying to get me because I was doing the Lord's will. It's like, <laughs> were, you, were you, I mean, maybe there's a scenario where you're called to go in a really dangerous situation with these, you know, toxic friends. But use your discernment. Use yes. your discernment. And discernment comes by reading this this lovely book that God has <laughs> provided us. Um, and it is so amazing that, like, the more I get in his word, the more I pray, the more I see what he's trying to say. Oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah. That rhyme. Wait, did that rhyme? No, I don't think that rhymed. Oh, yeah, it did. I said pray and I said say. Anyway, I could make a poem. I could make a poem. Okay. Yeah, poems. We've been both writing been poems. Writing poems. Writing I don't poems. write poems. She doesn't write poems. I have been writing poems after, like, praying with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I write some poems. Yeah. And I've been writing poems every morning. And let me just tell you, it feels like I'm writing the book of Psalms or something. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I feel like I'm David. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, Mm -hmm. it must be something that God likes. Yeah. God likes that. Well, he likes music. And so, like, I I sing my prayers. I don't sing. (laughs) I don't sing. (laughs) I write it. And then I, like. Yeah, that's I good. Say it as I would say a poem. Yes, that's I do that too. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I think it's just like something about like the melody and like poems are just so beautiful and like yeah. God in His image is just beautiful. Like look yes. at this earth, so beautiful. Yes. We are beautiful, <laughs> beautiful in Him, you know. Yes. So anyway, yeah, just wanted to leave you with that. <laughs> I God think that's about beautiful. it. So this week, let's see what. How can we wrap this up? Well, this week. Think about or just really pray about it. Are you putting anything before God in your life? Um, And is there anything that you need to step into action that you've been putting off that you need to like be obedient to him? Um, Is there something that you're delaying that is causing a disobedience in your life? I've covered it. Thanks for having me on, Adriana. (laughs) Thanks for letting me sit on this couch. Yes, you're welcome. This is a really comfy couch. Yes. My sister has the same one. She has the same one. And then I went to her house. And like stayed there for a week on this couch at her <laughs> and house. Then she the and then I bought the couch. So <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, if you do have any questions, feel free to DM me on Instagram, Adriana.Rafrano. Um, but besides that, if you did like today's podcast, be sure to leave a rating and follow for more. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs>